Big Stories of the Day Hashtag SAFM Sunrise Talking a little bit about how people are moving around the country and the world at the moment, of course, with the festive season coming upon us. And during COVID, we had so many conversations around what was happening in the aviation industry. And, of course, the world's sort of supposedly getting back to normal, whatever that might actually be. So what's happening then uh, with the aviation industry and the global aviation industry when it comes to returning from the pandemic? Hendrik Dupre is the Vice President for Africa at Qatar, Airway, at Qatar Airways. Hendrik, good morning. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Well, you, you obviously you run a global airline. You go almost everywhere. Your global passenger numbers. Are you seeing a proper recovery? Yeah, Stephen, I think we've, we've definitely seen a, a massive recovery this year. You know, um, we've actually seen significant growth over, over the last two years. Um, you know, there's still some pockets where it's, where it's a bit weak. Um, but overall, there's been a, a, a massive surge. And I think globally, if you look at the numbers, they say we, we are about 83% um, of pre-COVID numbers right now. And that's globally, yeah. Okay, so, so we still aren't where we were before. Not, not quite, you know, but um, I, I think as we look at tourism recovery, um, there was some um, World Tourism Organization stats that was released, uh, and they say for November or the last three months of this year, we're sitting at about 90% of pre-COVID, you know. So I think there's different reasons that, mm. that people are traveling, um, but definitely tourism is heading in the right direction, and I think by early next year, probably this year, December, we'll see a, a pre-COVID complete recovery. I mean, also, there were lots of debates around whether the world has changed and whether it was the sort of end of business travel, you know. Uh, so many people got used to living their lives on Zoom and, you know, in all of those things and conferencing and all of that. And obviously their share prices went through the roof. And the idea would be, well, now a manager doesn't have to travel around the world to go and check on the Beijing office. Do you think that has actually been the case? I mean, are you finding that actually people do need to go to Beijing to check on the office there? No, I definitely think so. You know, the corporate travel has not recovered as, as quickly as the, the tourism travel has recovered. You know, I think corporate travel is only sitting at about 70% of pre-COVID levels right now. But um, you, know, you definitely can't take the value of, of face-to-face meetings out of it. You know, I think there's, a, a, there's been a big shift of working from home more, you know. But again, to a certain extent, working from home will necessitate another type of business travel, you know, where people have to go to the offices maybe once or twice a month. Um, where, they, where they didn't do it before. I think in South Africa we've seen it where there was a big migration to the coast, for instance, where people moved down to, to the Cape and that, mm. but still working for businesses based in Joburg. Um, and we're seeing a very similar pattern, pattern globally. And then on the other end, you know, you've got certain types of um, corporate travel, you know, um, skilled labor traffic that, that will never go away. And people working in the mining industry, the oil and gas industries, all of those that, um, that's still in full force. Um, and then the different types of travel in terms of your classes. So, I mean, you know, you have sort of economy, class, premium economy, a business, um, and then first class. And, you know, you have to be quite doing quite well in life to travel first class. But, you know, the sort of corporate travelers, because it's in those, those more expensive things where airlines would make most of their money. Are you finding more people, you know, are you seeing a different pattern in terms of uh, business classes emptier than it used to be, economies fuller, things like that? No, I don't think so. You know, um, what we've seen actually during the pandemic was that um, a, a lot of people wanted that, um, that, that privacy and exclusivity or perceived safety that the business class brings to it. You know, so we, we saw an initial surge into the business class um, cabins. But at the, at the same time, you know, I think um, if, if people are traveling less, you know, they might opt to, to travel 
more comfortable and more convenient. You know? So hence, I think there's, there's, there's still a good split on that that we've, we've seen. And the places that people are going to, have they changed? And obviously, this is not just around COVID, but around the sort of conflicts that we've seen. So people might have been involved in business in Sudan, they've probably stepped back from that. Might have been involved in business in Ukraine, they've stepped back from that. Uh, the situation in Gaza, of course. Um, the places that people are going to, are you seeing changes in those patterns? I think we've seen a lot of the old patterns return recently and in the last, um, the last six months. Um, if we if we look at from a leisure perspective, um, I think any global conflicts, you know, changes like that has that's always been there, you know. So those are normal changes that that's been happening over the years. But we've seen um, a, a move back to I would say pre-COVID travel patterns. You know, if you look at Southern Africa, the the traditional leisure destinations where people would go to to the east, go to Thailand, go to Phuket, um, you know, Bali, those points. Um, we've seen a lot of that travel coming back. Um, I think what happened during COVID was um, a necessity of travel where um, people travel to see family and friends, you know. Um, and I think we, we, we're kind of out of that now. So we see the, the normal travel patterns returning to a big extent. Do you think, um, I mean, we find that the global economy is not as, not as good as we'd like it to be. The South African economy in particular, very tough at the moment. Does that have an impact on how much business you get from Southern Africa? I presume South Africa is your main Southern African hub. I mean, does that impact how much business you've got going from here? Nobody, I mean, very few people are going to travel for leisure right now or travel internationally for leisure. You know, I think, again, um, next year will be quite um, indicative of, of how the market has recovered in, in Southern Africa specifically. What we've seen um, during COVID and even this year, there was still a lot of, of pent-up travel demands, you know, where people didn't travel for one or two years um, and they might have had savings, you know, and, and um, they call it grudge travel even to an extent where people just needed to get out, you know. Um, and what we're also seeing a trend back is where, um, where families start traveling together, you know, multi-generational families, you know, and, and I think this is something that, that COVID has done again, you know, where people were isolated and, and now that they've got the opportunity to, to travel together. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the, the next year will be quite indicative of, of how it's going to go forward. But um, like I said, over the last year, we've seen a steady upwards trend, which has been quite positive. Um, and is there going to be less competition or more competition going into the future? In our domestic market, we see obviously some of the domestic carriers have, have sort of one or two have disappeared. Internationally, are you seeing a change with competitors? Um, yes, I think so. You know, um, obviously, like I said, there, there's been a lot of changes in, in um, travel during COVID and even post COVID. You know, what we've seen, if we look at South Africa again, you know, there, there's some international carriers that got more capacity or frequencies into South Africa than they had before COVID, you know, and even new entrants that's flying into, into Cape Town, for instance. So we, we've seen a steady rise. I think at this stage, um, the demand is still outstripping um, the capacity that is, that is available. So, um, yeah, I, I, competition is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. You know, in, in Africa specifically, it's, it's always been a challenge. It's one of the biggest underserved markets in the world. You know, if you think we've got nearly 20% of the world population, but only 2% of the world's traveling population. So I think there's, a, there's still a lot of opportunity for growth. Henrik Dupreab, thank you. Vice President for Africa at Qatar Airways.